The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. A very bleak history, I would say, in Victoria, which is the history of capital punishment. On the line from the Geelong Jail Museum, we have Deb Robinson to tell us about it. Deb, thanks for being on the program once again. Good morning, how are you? Good, thank you. I look at some of the history in Victoria of uh, capital punishment and think that's a good reason not to reintroduce capital punishment in Victoria. (laughs) But I know there's a lot of people that... um, It's a very polarising issue, isn't it? It is, but unfortunately it was one of the main, uh, I suppose, law enforcement uh, parts of especially the 1800s. So here in Victoria, we've had 186 executions. Only five of those were women, so the predominantly male uh, men were were executed. Uh, It's actually been abolished, so it can't be brought back without changes in Parliament now. But Victoria holds the record for having the last male and the last female uh, executed here in Australia. So uh, Jean Lee was the last female. She was executed in 1951 for the murder of an SP bookmaker by the name of Pop Kent, who was a 70-year-old man at the time. And then Ronald Ryan was executed in 1967 uh, at Pentridge for the murder of George Hodson, who was a warder who was killed during an escape uh, escape attempt by uh, uh, Ronald Ryan and and Peter Walker. But here in Geelong, we had six executions. Uh, In fact, we were the only uh, place outside of Melbourne for about the first 20 or so years before um, any of the other jails actually had any other executions. So all the executions up until that point had been held at Melbourne Jail. Uh, But we had six executions here associated with Geelong Jail. And the first two, interestingly enough, were a public execution as well. So it was something that you would bring your family to. So you'd dress up in your finest and and turn up. And there was reportedly over 2,000 people that showed up to see John Gunn and George Roberts be executed for a murder and attempted murder. Uh, in uh, 1854, just outside St Mary's Hall, there in Myers Street, so which was rather interesting. Um, then we had another fall because they actually changed the laws then. So the law was changed to allow for executions to only take place behind the walls of a jail. Uh, so it was decided that it was perhaps a little bit too barbaric to leave out in the, in the general public and that it was attracting the wrong sort of crowds. So it went behind the walls of a jail that became the, the law. Mm. And um, after that, there was four further executions that were held at Geelong. Our final execution was in 1865. So the majority of executions were actually held up at Melbourne Jail. So that's really what motivated them to change the law, was that they thought that, I mean, having that public execution, I mean, that really does sound like something of the dark ages, but it was attracting the wrong sort of crowd and probably sending the wrong sort of message. Yeah, so we followed pretty much on from from the English way of doing things and we actually abolished it before England did. So England had had public executions for, for centuries um, and that was the way that they handled their their, uh, their punishments. Um, but here it was decided that it was, it was just too barbaric. So after that, as I said, it went behind the walls of the jail and at that time you had to apply to the sheriff to be allowed entry uh, into the execution. So after that, generally it was pretty much between about 30 and 100 people, mostly would be newspaper men or reporters uh, and the fine upstanding citizens, of course, of, of the, the town would be allowed entry, uh, including the uh, the um, 
any people had been involved in the case that would that wanted to. The, one of the interesting ones here, we had uh, Owen McQueenie, who was executed here in 1858. After he was executed, there was an old lady who applied to the sheriff to have her hands streaked over by the dead murderer. And that was because there was very old folklore that believed that if you had your hands streaked over by a man who'd just been executed, that it would cure you of any of your rheumatism or crippled hands. Oh, wow. Uh, so we had an interesting one here. And another interesting one here, which was actually didn't actually end in an execution, uh, was a man by the name of John Goldman, who was a trooper in 1852, I think, down at Bunnyong. He was a gold escort trooper. And he got into an altercation uh, one day with uh, a local shopkeeper and his, um, his supervisor. And he brought out his pistol and shot. And unfortunately, his supervisor was killed. Uh, now, he went on the run. He wasn't bound for about nine months. He was brought back here to Geelong, as uh, this was the, the nearest court, uh, Supreme Court, uh, put on trial for murder. He was sentenced to death and it got to the day before his execution. Uh, he was scheduled to be executed at 8am the following morning on the Monday morning and we had a, a gentleman by the name of Richard Illich who was a, uh, a driver for the local Cobb Co who was tasked with trying to get to Melbourne and get uh, a... a the execution stayed uh, by the governor, which I think was Charles Latrobe at the time still. And he rode overnight and he arrived back at the jail with 12 minutes to spare. Mm. So Goldwyn was actually in the process of being walked out to the gallows when uh, it arrived that he had been uh, commuted to life imprisonment instead. Wow. So, yeah, Lucky. So it's a really, really cool story. Um, so, but most of the ones that we had executed here at Geelong, they were they were all murder. As I said, our final one was in 1865, which is a guy by the name of Thomas Menard, uh, or Yankee Tom was his nickname. He was an American. He had got into an altercation with one of his workmates down at Warnable. And uh, one night went into the heart, pulled a gun out and uh, shot him two or three times. Uh, Sweeney didn't die immediately. He took two or three days to die. And in the meantime, Menard took off. He was eventually captured up near Beechworth and brought back to Geelong uh, to face trial and was sentenced to death. So he was only 28 when he was hanged in October 1865. And we have his death mask as well as that of James Murphy, who was the second last man executed at Geelong. Uh, they're both on display at the Geelong jail. Was the method of, of execution, was it always hanging? Yes, in Australia it was always hanging. Um, there was really one extremely early one, uh, which was in WA, which had to do with the Batavia, and I believe that they were shot, but everywhere in Victoria was only hanging. So, um, but you could get hanged for, for various reasons. So, as I said, mostly murder. Uh, but here in, in Australia, we had ones that were executed for, uh, for uh, the one that I found interesting the other night was for accessory to rape. Uh, okay. So he didn't actually partake in anything. He was, he was just nearby. It was the rape of, a, of an eight-year-old child. Um, but because he didn't interfere, and I don't think they found the, the rapist himself, he was the one that was executed for not stepping in. Um, a lot of our ones here is uh, robbery, um, rape, incest, and we've got one that was arson causing death, which was in 1902, which was a gentleman by the name of, um, oh, goodness name, uh, McNamara. Uh, he uh, was sent, he was actually went through two trials. So uh, he was... Uh, 
charged with murder to start with that failed uh, to get a conviction. So they then charged him with arson causing death as his four-year-old son had died in the fire that he set uh, in an attempt to get rid of his wife and collect the insurance money, which backfired considerably because his wife ended up being the one that got the insurance money, uh. not him. Um, but he was an interesting one. The night before his execution, he uh, decided to try and do away with himself, as many of them did. They actually would be put on suicide watch the night before. Uh, and he ran headfirst in the bars and cut open his head. Wow. And uh, they, as they did in those days, they patched you up just to get through to your execution anyway. And as he fell through the gallows and the noose tightened around his neck, the wound uh, burst open and apparently sprayed blood everywhere. Oh. So there was a couple like that. So, um, yeah, executions are very, it was a science. So there was a method to how it was done. They would try and put the notch behind the left ear. So the idea of an execution is not actually to, to choke you to death. It's actually to snap your neck. And um, there's a few cases where it didn't quite go to plan. We had one gentleman in Melbourne who the rope broke uh, and he plummeted to the floor. So they bundled him back up to the top of the floor, rearranged the rope and did it again. But there's one gentleman, I think, by the name of John Solomons, who back up in Sydney in about the early 1800s, who is the only one I know of who managed to escape execution completely. Uh, They tried to hang him three times. And and what gave up Yep, so the rope kept breaking. So I think the rope broke twice and then it unraveled once and they decided by the third time that it was an act of God that he was not meant to be executed. So, so did he, he have life in prison or did he, was he let free? No, he was he was actually um, still still classed as a convict, so he still had to serve time. Uh, he disappeared about ten years later in another escape attempt when they they got into a boat uh, and headed out to sea, and he's never been seen or heard of since. So no one knows whether he actually got to freedom eventually or whether he perished out in the ocean. So uh, that's one of those those interesting ones. So, but yeah, but it's a really interesting topic. So um, we do have one execution which wasn't, uh, although it happened in Victoria wasn't included uh, and that's uh, the execution of, of Eddie Leonsky at um, Old Melbourne Jail in 1942 and the reason that that one's not actually included uh, in the numbers for us is because it was actually conducted by the uh, the American military. He was a US serviceman who murdered three women uh, in a period of three weeks during 1942. Uh, he was known as the Singing Strangler. He was trying to capture women's voices and he strangled three young women to death uh, trying to do that. So, But the funny thing is he actually confessed after each one and no one would believe him. Mm. until the third one. So but he was eventually executed. But it actually caused a bit of a ruckus because they had to work with, during the wartime, um, you know, Australia and and uh, America had to come to an agreement as to how that was going to happen because, of course, Victorians wanted justice for the, the murder of these three young women and the Americans because he was a, a serving serviceman that was uh, built up at Royal Park at the time. Uh, it caused quite a, a bit of a, a ruckus there for a little while that had to be sorted out between between the uh, Australian Prime Minister and the American President. Wow. So it was actually quite an interesting one. But, um, yeah, so that's uh, basically executions. So, but they've been abolished in, in all states now. As I said, there's been a law passed in 2010 by the Commonwealth Government that doesn't allow that uh, capital punishment to be reintroduced. Okay, so uh, the
exactly right. So yeah, so that's what's been uh, what's been done. So, uh, but it was abolished in here. As I said, it was abolished in 1975 here by Victoria. Uh, it was abolished in 1967 in Queensland, although they'd stopped executions as early as 1922. Uh, 1968 in Tasmania, 1976 in WA, and 1984 in WA. Uh, and yeah, as I said, in 2010, there was a, a law passed to um, that they couldn't bring it back. Yeah, I know that the, the Ronald Ryan one, I think that was quite controversial at the time, wasn't it? And yes. uh, the Premier was, I think, uh, Henry Bolte, and he was uh, one correct. of those people that wanted to stick to his guns, uh, to pardon the pun. Yeah, as, as much as it, it sounds like a very horrendous thing, it was, it was very much, uh, especially in the 1900s, it was very much a political um, political statement. Uh, and there was quite a few uh, ones that had massive protests about it. You know, you, you look at the, next, the execution of Ned Kelly in 1880, you had over 500 people standing at the front gate waiting for the note to go up on the front gate that it, it had been... Uh, the execution had been done. Mm. Um, you had a similar thing with with Angus Murray, who was executed in 1924, uh, who was the last execution in Melbourne Jail. Uh, he was actually an escapee from Geelong Jail and was tied up in a murder um, that he actually didn't commit, but he was executed for. Uh, and there was a huge protest uh, around that one as well. Um, so you've always got, it's always been one of those very, very controversial topics. Um, yeah, it's, it's, look, it's one of those ones that if they find out that they were wrong later on, it's a little hard to reverse. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's always been a bit of uh, a consternation, but as I said, in the 1800s, it was most, you know, one of the, um, the cheap ways of punishment. And, you know, it was supposed to be in a way of, um, you know, sort of showing that this is what would happen to you if you, you followed a life of crime. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a very permanent thing. And as I said, you know, it, luckily for us here, I think the bulk of our executions are in the 1850s, uh, 1860s. Um, by the time we get to the 1900s, there's only half a dozen that sort of happened over those, those years in the 1900s. Uh, but yeah, it's still a very, uh, very interesting topic. It's not something I don't think I'd like to attend. Well, I, I was going to ask, like do you to... think if they ran one nowadays, if they had a public execution, would people mm-hmm. attend or has society moved on since then? Or are we still fundamentally human at nature? And if people would have attended it back in the 1800s, they'd still attend it today. I, I think it's one of those really interesting topics. Um, I, I think if there was one, I, I do think there would be some people that would show up. Um, but it's just one that I think it would be one of those horrendous things, seeing somebody lose their life like that. And it's not the nicest way to go, let's face it. So, um, you know, it, it would be horrendous. And there's so many things that can, can go wrong. Um, you know, there, there's countless examples of, of executioners having to, to stand on people's shoulders or pull on their ankles and that to ensure that it goes through because things haven't been quite right. Um, you know, they've miscalculated the drop and they've nearly torn people's heads off. Uh, it, it's a very, very, um, yeah, very controversial topic, I'd, I'd say. I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, I've been been looking at them a lot lately. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't think it's something I'd want to see in person. No, <laughs> I tend to agree. <laughs> leave that in the 1800s where it belongs, I, I think. think so. <laughs> Look, thanks so much for being on the program. There's so much to see down there at the Geelong Jail. Um, I don't, in fact, are you open with the lockdown, like the current uh, situation or no? We- 
Back open at the moment. Um, so only uh, for the museum. So I think we're only allowed we're allowed twenty people at a time. But we're open between twelve and five uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And starting next week with school holidays, we'll be open every day. Um, so come down, please, if you can. Mm. Uh, we've got all the QR codes and and you know hand sanitising and social distancing and masks must be worn, all that sort of stuff in place uh, as we have to do. Um, but we are open at this point and, yeah, hopefully we stay out of lockdown for a bit longer this Fingers time. Fingers crossed. Obviously. Look, thanks for being on the program. Appreciate it. And we'll probably talk to you again next month with another topic. No problems at all. Thanks. Thank you, Bye. Deb Robinson there from Geelong Jail talking about the history of execution. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.